0: This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com.
1: Steelers have the second possible bye week this year of the 2023 football mm-hmm. season. Bye started last week. And now the Steelers are on their week off this week. I hate an early bye. You know, Don't
2: hate it as much as the one in 2020, though, when it do was you? Week,
1: what, three? four? I think it
2: was week three. I mean, this is week six, so
1: it's really not that far No, it's not much better. Early buys suck, though. Ben Roethlisberger on his fabulous football and podcast even touched on that in his latest episode, just saying, you know, you're going into buy, it's an early buy, it's rough. Because you got a lot of games now stacked up on that back end of the schedule. Um, There are some positives because the Steelers have some key players injured early in the season, so you get a nice... Extra time for Deontay Johnson slash Cam Hayward to get closer. Deontay's going to return, it sounds like. And then Cam Hayward. Hell yeah, he's going to return.
2: To quote the man himself, hell yeah. Cam Hayward
1: getting closer as well. So that's a positive. But yeah, early bye weeks are definitely an obstacle um, that the teams that are selected to go on them have to overcome. Um, But you can also, as, as with everything, look at the glass half full and say, Maybe it helps get a little momentum down the stretch if you start to play some of that Steelers football that you've seen in the past couple of years where you you rally late. It's good to have game after game after game to keep stacking momentum into maybe potentially a playoff game. Uh, the season ended today, you'd be hosting a playoff game. Mm-hmm. So you can look at it one of two ways. The way that I tend to lean towards, though, is I really hate an early bye. I mean, we still got
2: like three games to go until you can say you're at the halfway point for mm-hmm. their season. Definitely. It's not ideal, and last year they had arguably a perfect buy, right? It, it came at the great time of letting Kenny kind of get rest and came right at the time where your opponents got a lot easier. You weren't going up against the Giants of the AFC or NFC, uh, and it was halfway through the season. I think last year, what was it, like week nine was the bye week or week ten?
1: I think it was about that halfway point.
2: So yeah, to your point, it it sucks how you have the bye and you still have to go a couple of weeks before you actually reach the middle of the season, uh, the halfway point of the season. So I agree with you. Week six isn't great, but at least I would say this. You don't have to play week an extra game Bible, week nine. So
1: eight games in the front of it and then nine on the back.
2: If you want to look for a silver lining, I'll say that you don't have to play another game without Deontay Deontay Johnson. You give Kenny an extra week to really rehab <clears throat> excuse me, the injury he sustained against Houston, that leg injury. You give the team time to really reset after a very shaky three and two start. Obviously you would have liked to have more time to maybe see where the wins against the Raiders, you know, we talked about the the long touchdown pass to Calvin Onsen and the six-play touchdown drive that resulted in Pat Fryer's touchdown, and then you build on that with the Baltimore win. You'd like to see some momentum build before the, before the bye week, so that maybe by the bye week you can reflect a lot in that time off, and then you can work ahead to after that bye week. But just the way that, you know, the cookie crumbles for this season for the NF- for the Steelers so I don't want to be that person to be at the end of the season saying making all of the excuses in the world if they ma- if they miss the playoffs and say oh well they also had the early bye weeks so that wasn't fair to them if they had a normal bye week in week 9 or week 10 they they'd definitely be in a much better position than they are and they would have made the playoffs so I, I I don't think it's fair and and flashback to a couple of years ago when because of covid i think the titans had to cancel their game and the sealers had like a week 3 or a week 4 bye mike dolman said doesn't matter to me right isn't that where that quote came from we don't we, do we don't care. we do not care i'm pretty so. sure it was because of that question asked like how do you feel about the bye week coming so early
1: I just like that you fit in. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Have you been watching some Bruce Omidy lately? Some Bruce <laughs> just a and great movie. that's the way the cookie <laughs> crumbles. So I'm looking at the Steelers Wikipedia page from the 2022 season right now. Love looking at the schedule there because, you know, they do this very pretty thing where they highlight your wins in green and your losses in red, and it's just so aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. A lot of red in the first half of the season yeah, last year. Red. Two and six record. A lot of green in the second half of the season going seven and two after the bye week. So... Hopefully, you know, the offense has kind of looked the same as it did last year, save from a few big plays here or there. But hopefully the second half of the season after the bye week looks similar to what it did last year, and you start stacking some wins. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the Steelers are never, and they're not in a position to be a team that would tank or hope to get a, a top 10 pick or anything like that. So, you know, you want the offense to look sexy. You want the offense to start scoring some damn points. You want to start... Winning games in the way that the modern league is meant for you to win games, but I mean, I'll take ugly wins too. Just just get on a roll. Yeah, here. start stacking some wins down the stretch, and, and have this year's post bye week look very similar to last year's post bye week, where you started to establish an identity as a football team on offense. You were running the football more, and you were seeing you were protecting the football, not turning it over, and and seeing win after win after win stack up. I mean, 7-2 and two in a nine-game sample size mm-hmm. is a great record, in the, no matter what NFL standard.
2: Merrill Hodge pointed out on the morning show today saying, that's saying how they don't ask how you won, they ask if you won. Well, they kind of have to ask how you won when it's as ugly of a game as it was played on Sunday. But like you, Tom, and like Merrill said himself, you'll take the win every single time. You're going to always take the win if it's an ugly win over a really well-played loss every single time. But just because you won the game doesn't mean there's no room for improvement. Obviously, there's room for improvement. But it's not to say that this team has reached its ceiling because of the returning players such as Deontay Johnson and Cam Hayward on the defense. Yeah, I'm really
1: excited to see Deontay come back.
2: Mm-hmm. I re- it could really, really open up the offense. I know
1: people are very anticipatory – I don't even think that's a word. Now it is. Of Cam Hayward coming back because of how porous the run defense has been at times without Captain Cam out there. But I'm more excited about Deontay coming back. Folks, it's an offense league. I don't know if you could tell by you know my tone the past couple of weeks. I want some damn offense. And I think Deontay can really help Kenny out so much. He can help convert second, first, third downs into a new set of downs because of his ability after the catch. He's a good safety valve for Kenny too because he's literally always open. Um I think Kenny's had trouble trying to get into a rhythm, especially early early in games, excuse me. And Deontay I think is the perfect, you know, rhythm getter for Kenny mm-hmm. Pickett. He just, yeah, easy catches and, catch and can do guy. a lot
2: in, in separation, create those open windows that Kenny really hasn't been feeding guys to that much.
1: And if Kenny hit him in the first week of the season when he should have, he would have scored a touchdown already. So right. I'm sure that hunger, I mean, has, he was sitting out with injury. It's three games, four games, five. He's yeah, just I don't know it if it's by. as much this It doesn't this count year. as much yeah. without, with the injury, but I'm saying for him, I'm sure he is having that ticker go up again and again just think I'm how that could in have week changed. Week now, and I don't have a touchdown yet. Think
2: how that could have changed, like the course of the season too.
1: If he scores in that San Francisco game, I'll yeah, a touchdown. They weren't gonna win that game
2: anyway. Wasn't that early on though? Yeah,
1: but come on, you know the Niners. It just or the I don't Niners know. Going to relinquish that lead.
2: I don't know. It could have seen. changed something, and it could have kept you know the score diff. The 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 maybe the deficit different. Maybe maybe yep. the play that Deontay gets hurt on doesn't happen because of the the, butterfly the game. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, but I think that maybe no the matter, offense
2: looks better against Cleveland and Vegas and Baltimore maybe, and Houston. but I don't think that I know, any that's of, of the flaps make yeah. the Niners yeah. blowed, believe <laughs> they were just they're the
1: best team I've seen in a long time. But it would have done time. a lot
2: for Deontay, I think having, you know, everyone hold it over his head how you went 17 games and didn't score a single touchdown last season and you come out and you score a touchdown week one against the 49ers of all teams.
1: But Mark has been saying this a lot this week on his show, you know, Deontay is kind of like that guy where you didn't know what you had until it was gone. And you see how valuable he is to this offense. Granted, it's an offense that has struggled a lot recently, but you see his value really shine through when he's missed the past couple of games. Um, You need him out there 100%. -hmm. Uh, This receiving core, it ain't the deepest. I mean, Austin and Robinson, they're doing their part right now. But it's a two-person show, right. and they're better served as threes and fours, Austin and Yeah, and even then, they're not the best threes and fours, honestly. But they are much better at that role than they have been at in the role they're pressed three. into right now because of the injury. They need their two top dogs. Those two never leave the field, as far as I'm concerned, or very rarely leave the field, and. Again, it's very encouraging to see Pickens be game-planned for and still come out with big performances and help push the Steelers across the finish line, get them some wins, get some big touchdowns on the board. Uh, that's only going to blossom even more when 18 gets back and starts taking some coverage away, too.
2: I saw someone point out on Twitter that this isn't for Renegade. This is like pre-game, right, on Sunday afternoon. The Steelers like did like a, a montage of highlights from the season. The ones they use on offense— from the preseason. preseason, damn it! I mean, they they we showed they showed some new ones, they the some season, new ones but they still mainly. they still showed preseason it's really highlights. Only
1: Pickens, when you think about it. I mean, Pat's got a couple touchdowns. Now, a couple Austin had the Austin
2: had the long touchdown. Yeah,
1: but it's mainly Pickens. I mean, or Loss- which I don't have a problem with. Orlowski said on ESPN the other day, their offense is deep ball to George Pickens or roll Kenny it out to the left. Like, I saw that. Yeah, he, I saw that. He ain't wrong either. But I think there's room for growth, and I think that room for growth starts, or the the growth starts to be seen when Deontay gets back into the fold and gets worked into the offense again. Mm-hmm.
0: Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today. For a sound sleep tonight. Visit Lisa.com slash iHeart. That's L E E S A dot com slash IHeart. Since we're at the bye week
1: and there's no team to preview this coming weekend for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think this is a good time to just take a little look around the AFC North, little State of the Union for the com- for the division, excuse me. Uh, the order, as all of you know, is the Steelers at the top. With their tiebreaker over the Ravens, who sit in second. Both teams are three and two. Cleveland had a bye week last week. You want to talk about early buys? I mean, oh, that's tough. Cleveland.
2: It was a Cleveland, Tampa,
1: Seattle, and one more. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter because I don't remember. Charges. It was the charges. There you go. Uh, But yeah, they've only played four games and they already had a week off. Um, Not like they're going to get Nick Chubb back in that week anyway. So I'm sure the Browns would have rather played a couple more games before that bye week came around. But they're two and two in third place. And the Cincinnati Bengals trying to win the division for the third straight season are in the basement right now at 2-3. and three. So let's start at the top and work our way down. Let's start with the Steelers, and let's look at it from what the other three teams are probably thinking about the Steelers right now. And just to be brutally honest, mm-hmm. they're probably thinking, we're not that scared. They're, like, not, it's, like, they're, they're not They're not looking
2: at the Steelers saying, oh, crap, how do we let how them— How do they have the stranglehold right, on us right how now? How do we sleep around? They're looking at them around, like we right. can easily make up ground on that mm-hmm. team. All, All three teams— like even the Bengals, who I mean, 100%. it's it's Bengals crazy how back. they're in last place. They're only a game back.
1: Yeah. So this division, which was boasted as the best division in football to start the season or a contender for best division mm-hmm. in football, is as tight as people expected it to be. Just not in but the it's way. It's looked a little yeah. sloppy uh, along the way for all of the teams. They've had their moments where they haven't looked amazing. Uh, the Browns and the Ravens moments coming, ironically enough, against another AFC North team, the Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Steelers, who take advantage of winning and being two and O in the division. And that that's so big for the Steelers too. you know, having that two and O in your division, in your back pocket, they're three and one in the conference already last year, their conference record and being three and three in the division is what shut them out. Come tiebreaker time when you were trying to make the wild card and to be at a three and one start in the conference, to have those two division wins under your belt and, and to hold serve at home too. I mean, you got to get three wins at home, I think, if you're in this division. Because you just don't know if you're going to be able to steal. And then if you get to that point, you can try to steal one on the road, and who knows if you'll get to that point. Um,
2: that Houston loss,
1: it still stings because you, oh, should, yeah. you should be 4-0 in the conference and it's, right now. It, the
2: con- it's It stings because you, you know you're a better team, and it stings because that conference loss conference really could cause really, you at the end of the season.
1: Really, really stings. But as you look at it, the only teams that have fewer than— or the same conference losses as the Steelers so far. The Chiefs are 2 and 0 in the conference. They haven't lost a conference game yet. Excuse me. Imagine that the Chiefs just running through the AFC or at least starting to. The Dolphins are 3 and 1 as well and the Colts are 3 and 1 as well. The surprising start for the Indianapolis Colts. So that loss to Houston does stink, but the good news is it, it, you're you're okay, honestly. You can you can recover from it. The only team that hasn't lost a game to the AFC yet is the Kansas City Chiefs and they've only played 2.
2: And they're the Chiefs.
1: They're probably not going right. to lose. Or maybe the Bengals or the Bills will get them. At
2: one point. Because the only other 4-1 team in the conference is Miami, Miami, who lost to Buffalo. They
1: lost to the Bills. That's correct. And the Colts being 3-2. and two. I mean, 3-1 and one against the AFC. It's Sneaky. Pretty, it's a they a pretty good start for them.
2: Baltimore, Tennessee, and...
1: They lost to the they Jags beat... the beginning of the year, and they lost to the Rams, the Texans. They beat the Houston Texans in Houston. Pretty good start for the Colts. So... That's how I'm feeling if I'm the other teams, though, about the Steelers. That's my state of the Steelers at their bye week is that surprising that they're in first place doesn't feel like a first-place team and feels like a team that can be easily tracked down if you're any of the Baltimore, Cleveland, or Cincinnati.
2: It's just so important to emphasize that when the Steelers started off 2-1 and one, right against the Raiders, the Browns, and the Niners, that we said going into the bye – 4 and 1 is absolutely attainable. But we'd like 3 and 2 at least. It's just it 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 proves how vital this win how how necessary this win was against Baltimore even though it was in week 5. And it's just because so because if you're 2 and 3 going into the bye, you're tied for last place in that division. You're not going to be like where the Bengals are right now in last place saying, "Oh, look at that team in first at 3 and 2. We can easily catch them if the Steelers are in last place heading into the bye week. They're not looking at a team that's only 3 and 2 when they're 2 and 3 and th- thinking, "Oh, we can easily catch the first place team." No, it's the the Ravens will be earlier you stack yeah. wins and that's why the Houston loss, it's really I'm sure there's going to be another one of those down the stretch. Well, it's
1: like the unpredictability of it's the it's like the unpredictability of the Steelers to, you know, we want to be 4 and 1 heading into the bye week as a possibility, but at least be 3 and 2. And you'll. But the, we said we the, want that shot to be four and one. You want to be three and one going into the Ravens right. game. And we all just thought they'd lose to the Ravens. And also, too. And they do it. And they wait, get to three and two, but they do it the exact
2: opposite way. Opposite way, you way. You'll lose to Houston, the and Houston, but you beat Baltimore. Ravens. Right.
1: It, it happens like that all the time with this Yeah. Team. They, all the they're time. so up and down. Um, but yeah, there's just no. I would not have any fear right now. Everybody at the beginning of the year. Lean towards picking Bengals-Ravens, I'd say, but they always threw the caveat in that like, I feel like this is the one division where one through four, any of them could win it, and it wouldn't be too surprising. And that's still the case as we head into week six of the NFL season, that any one of these four teams could still very much win this division. All right, so if you move on down to the Baltimore Ravens, taking a look at them right now after five games as they head into week six on their season, they got coming up the Titans in... Uh, London and like I said on the show on Tuesday that we did, Ravens getting to London I think yesterday. On, yeah, right. And the Titans won't out, get there until Friday. A red a on Thursday night and they're getting Jeez. there on Friday. Ravens are going to win this game this week. Titans are going to be exhausted. Well, one the Ravens are a better they're team. A better team. I expected that already. And then they also have a competitive advantage too. I'd say because of the, the rest factor and in, in acclimating their bodies. If you're the Ravens though and you're three and two, I'm sitting there kind of going, "What the hell's going on? We are." the best team in this division so far. I've looked the best. Best mm-hmm. point differential, scored 109 points on the season. Uh, what's going on? How are we 3 and 2? How are we not in first place? How are we not 4 and 1? Hell, how are we not 5 and 0 oh, with that other loss being to the Colts at home where we just we kept right. fumbling the football away. So, if you're Baltimore, this is a bit worrisome where you're playing better than your record is and all those drop passes against the Steelers, you have to really in the back of your head say, we spent all this off season talking about these weapons that Lamar finally has, but what if they were just good weapons in theory mm-hmm. and they don't prove to have any impact because they can't catch the freaking football. So I would say a key word for the Ravens at this point would be a lot of frustration, maybe a lot of confusion. I mean, I mean, when you look at the Steelers and you say their record's probably a little bit better than what they're playing like, I think the Ravens are the, I think the Ravens are playing better than what their record translates to, and that is a very dangerous proposition when you're dropping games despite playing well enough to win. When you get later into the season and you face tougher competition if you're Baltimore, uh dropping those wins that should have been stacked could really hurt them in the
2: long run. Yeah, not only could this team be 4 and 1, they could have been 5 and 0. Oh.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like they should have been 5 and 0. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, if you turn the ball over as much as they did against the Colts, you're going to end up losing the game.
2: And if you're going to drop as many passes yeah. and throw the throws that Lamar made in the end zone, you're going to lose that game Like also. I know people
1: hate saying this and they're going to hate hearing this because pound our chest, we just beat the Ravens. Screw you, Ravens, where the Steelers were awesome. And we are awesome. <laughs> but, you know, the Ravens have beat themselves twice. There has not been a game yet this year where I've said, yeah, that team went out there and beat the Ravens. Mm-hmm. That team looked better than the Ravens. It's going to happen but they just keep shooting themselves in the foot. If they could get out of their own way, then I have no doubts in my mind they're 5 and 0. I mean, they they have played right. <clears> well <throat> enough or should have played well enough to win all of their games so far. No team has been able to just, you know, imp- kind of like how they did to the the Browns where they just were 28 to 3. We're just kind of, you know, you played well, you didn't hold us, you held us to not that big of a yardage output. But Lamar's gonna, you know, score four touchdowns, two through the air, two. We're just that should have been that should have
2: been the game against. No Indy. one's done
1: that to the Ravens. No, yet, but
2: it, that should have been the game against Indy, and they had the potential to do that against Pittsburgh. But like you said, they made just far too
1: many. How
2: many people have you heard, Tom? It's today's Wednesday, in the three days since that game was over, saying. How many people have you heard say that game should have been 28-3 at halftime? Yeah, so if
1: I'm the Ravens, I'm worried that you've let a couple slip away early, mm-hmm. and the team we're going to get to in a couple of minutes here might have found their mojo at the bottom of the division. And you got to win against them early when they were struggling, so that's good to have that in your back pocket. But yeah, the Ravens, I, if the sky was falling in Pittsburgh last week, it should be Armageddon
2: in Baltimore this week. This is not a good 3-2 right.
1: and two for them. Because
2: there is the potential— they should be much better than this. But there is the potential time where you know, the traveling, even though the 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 Titans will be ar- arriving later in the week, the bugaboos of that London game show that teams can lesser teams can beat superior teams mm-hmm. in an international series game. Yeah, no. doubt. And if you lose to Tennessee, and then all of a sudden you're three and three. If you lose, and Tennessee, then you play Detroit, and then you could be potentially three and four. Well, I'll
1: say this: if you lose to Tennessee, I'm going to say it's probably from self-inflicted wounds again. You're yeah, turning right. the ball over. You're not making good coaching decisions. You're not taking field goals when you should. You're not putting points on the board. Yeah, so. they
2: are of the of the six teams because they played Tennessee this week. They are right now head and shoulders better than every team they've played so far. Yes, and they're three and two. So that's why I would be really uneasy right now. Mm-hmm. The
1: Brownies are two and two. They have a huge game this week coming off of a bye against the San Francisco 49ers and it's at home. And we said yesterday when we taped a couple of episodes, interesting to keep an eye on that one because we wouldn't be surprised if, and I know you're going to hate hearing this on Steelers Nation radio, Browns keep that a little close. That defense kind of keeps things interesting. You're coming off of a bye week. You're rested. You've had two weeks to prepare for a Shanahan offense and you've been playing great defense so far this year. So I'm not saying that the Browns are going to give the Niners the first loss of the season. I think the Niners are going to keep on rolling and get this win. But 1 o'clock kickoff on the East Coast, or close to the East Coast, Middle America and Cleveland. 9 a.m. start time biologically for the Niners' clocks. it could yeah. be a tricky test for them is all I'm saying. It could
2: be. I mean, we were just talking but about how it could be a bugaboo for the Ravens and Titans. It could be an advantage Titans, but... Yeah, but it was also 9 a.m. at Acrisure Stadium week one, according to the Niners'
1: biological And talk. what happened there? The Niners did show up. Here's oh. the funny thing about the Titans and the teams that have traveled online. The Niners, do you remember the Niners came a day early to Pittsburgh? Do you remember they practiced on Friday at a high school? There was like footage of them going out on the It was, uh, wasn't through. it a Shaler Township? Shay- something yeah. like that. Yeah, Shaler. So... They came a day early to get to an get advantage of three hours yeah. for an East Coast trip. Whereas the Titans, <laughs> why, why are you doing that? I don't know. It's it's really one of the more mind-boggling decisions I've ever for seen sure. made. Plus, it's not like you're going to some you know remote. Look, you're going to London. It's beautiful. Yeah. Like, have fun yeah, hang for, out. Yeah, exactly. So, I would have left Monday, Sunday. Once the game leaves, yeah. let's go, like a baseball team. Let's go right to the airport after the game right. and let's head wheels up to jolly old London town. Um, But the Brownies big test this week, you know, that Chubb injury, I think, is he's really going to come back to bite them. And as much as we have made a big deal about questioning Deshaun Watson, he has now ironically become their most important part if they're going to have success. Without Chubb, I still think they're going to be a run first team. But I think if they're going to have any, if they're going to have any shot at, winning the division, at getting a wild card. Watson has to be their quarterback. He's got to be healthy, and he's got to play above average. And, you know, the last game we saw him play, before he got hurt, he did look above average. He kind of looked like his old self again. So Watson, most important part for that team. uh, I I think he's going to play against the Niners, uh, having that bye week off. Yeah, I would assume so. So keep an eye on that. (laughs) It didn't sound like
2: when he went down before that Baltimore game that it was a long-term injury. No, so
1: the Browns defense still run the ball a lot if they have their quarterback healthy they could definitely make some noise that honestly if you're cleveland i don't know what your feeling is right now at this point after your bye week I'm...
2: Two and two. i two i i assume they would want to have won against pittsburgh the Steelers not that they would have won to obviously they probably they looked at the have game won the we game, should have yeah. won this game we but should have been 3 and 1 entering the bye other
1: than that you know i don't think you can really be bothered by anything. The Ravens got you as well, but they they thoroughly kind of you know thrashed you. you. Didn't do anything on offense, and you didn't have your starting quarterback either. So, you know, I would kind of be feeling some cautious optimism if I was Cleveland right now, wouldn't you? I will see
2: how things go against the Niners, but I don't think you're in the worst. Spot. No, I mean, you're. Spoiler alert! I'm going to pick the Niners to win that game. Yeah, everybody is. So you fall to two and three. That's not ideal. But you should be able to rally after that. you got
1: the Colts. I just are, think if, better again, than thought.
2: with Lamar hanging around, the Ravens, If as long as Lamar's healthy, the Ravens will be a threat to win that division and take a wild card spot. And we'll get to the Bengals here. We assume they'll turn things around. That's another team in your way. So for the Browns to fall to two and three, potentially, it's I understand why you're saying cautiously optimistic, but... You're you're in the best division. You're in the most competitive division in football. It's hard to be cautiously optimistic when you have so much competition just within the three teams that are closest to you. And now the team in the basement, the
1: other team from Ohio, the Cincinnati Bengals. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe people will turn their radio slash podcast listening devices off. Wow, I sounded old there. when I say this, but that's the team that I'm worried about the most. That's the team that I think is striking the most fear in the other three teams' heart, and they're in the bottom of the division right now because of the what could be Mm -hmm. factor for them. They are the best team pound for pound in the division. They are the elite of the AFC, or should be, if they're playing up to their potential. Joe Burrow's calf injury had derailed their entire first month of the season. Calendar flips to October, Joe Burrow looks better, looks healthier last weekend against the Cardinals. And Mm -hmm. they still have a bye week for them on their schedule. So that's some extra time that Joe Burrow can get healthier uh, once they reach that bye. Um, They've got Seattle this week. Then they go on the bye. Then they've got the Niners on the road. So two weeks to prepare for San Francisco, get that calf feeling healthy. Look, if Seattle comes to Cincinnati on Sunday, and the Bengals win that game 34-17, to and Burrow throws for 300 yards, three touchdowns again, and Chase goes bananas again, and they get Boyd involved, you're going to start to worry a little bit more. You're going to start to think that, okay, one time against the Cardinals in the desert, you start to think about it, but you have the ability to explain it away by saying, oh, it was the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. You lose that ability when a NFC contender would be the team on the other side of the Bengals looking that good. So I'm not, I'm not predicting the Bengals do look like that, but I do think they're going to beat Seattle at home this weekend, go into their bye week at 500, and once again have eyes on getting rid of that slow start fast and ripping off win after win after win, and, and before you know it, they're at the top of that north again.
2: Right, and again, they were in this exact record after five weeks last year. And, and they won tennis this year than right, last year, right?
1: Because of the injury, though. I think mm-hmm. when Burrow, if Burrow, the the thing I thought that was going to derail their whole season was the fact that I thought that that was just never going to heal, and he was just always going to look hobbled. I mean, but he didn't against the Cardinals. I don't know if there was some maybe you know some Mister Miyagi stuff going on there, maybe a couple extra shots in the old calf. Speculation. You, so you are giving no
2: credit to the fact that they played a team that is tanking for Caleb Williams. They're not tanking very well for Caleb. Williams. No, they're really not. They're
1: a very competitive entity. They're hard to beat. I and mean, they
2: only they have one win on the season, but they but t- are putting up a, they're fight. a tough team to play. James Connor, I think, just went to the IR though, didn't he?
1: Uh, starting to push some people onto the injured list. We got to start sucking a little bit more. Um, no, I do put stock. He in did. It. He did. Go I to do put IR. stock in that it was the Cardinals. That's why I'm 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 not all the way in the hot tub yet. You got a couple toes in, <laughs> into just feeling it out. Ooh. Ooh, feels nice. I mean,
2: we we highlighted this earlier in the week. They their next three games, their next yeah their next three games. The Bengals play Seattle and then at San Fran and then home against Buffalo.
1: Off that bye though, at San Fran is huge. You know, if they can get into that bye week five hundred, I might pick them to beat the Niners. If they look, if they look, <laughs> if they look good against Seattle, like Burrow looks like himself, mm-hmm. and they go into the bye week five hundred. That might be my first Niners Yeah, how
2: about game. that? You get the bye week before the Niners
1: game. So do the Browns. I mean, so...
2: Yeah, true. If you're looking for potential hiccup spots for the Niners, look for the next couple of weeks. And I'll say this, too. I'm not counting the Steelers as an elite team. But the three games to end the season for the Bengals are not a walk in the park. It's at Pittsburgh, no. harder to win than most cities traveling to, at Kansas City... And then your revenge game against Cleveland, but we know how they don't play Cleveland, Cleveland and, and Cincinnati games typically go. All right, so
1: they're right now Steelers, Ravens, Browns, Bengals. What do you think it's going to look like at the end
2: of Oh, that? man, that's tough. I'm going to—it's it's unfortunate. I'm probably going to say—it's it, hard to predict because of Lamar. I'll go first. Bengals. Uh-huh. Ravens, Steelers, yeah, Browns. that's my
1: order. That's, that's i gonna go with.
2: Which I think was the order that I picked at the beginning of the year. Or no, no I you Ravens, went Ravens. I went, Ravens I went Steelers. I went Steelers. Ravens. Steel. I went Bengals. Bengals, Bengals Ravens. Steelers. Browns. Ravens. Bengals. Yeah, that's right. Depending on if Lamar, if Lamar, gets hurt, I'll say my then order Steelers is could jump up. Cincinnati, okay. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Baltimore, Baltimore, Cleveland.
1: That's fair enough, and I would like to still reiterate. I think all. All of these teams could be nine and eight. 8 they'll, they'll at least get to eight wins, I think, every single one of the teams in the division. Gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players. Authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops located at Acrisure Stadium, the Grove City Premium Outlets, or the Tanger Outlets, or visit us online at shop.stealers.com. So he said after Tuesday's show, you know, it's the middle of the week or it's the it's the the, bye week. It's the bye week. Maybe we do some awards. But then I'm thinking at home, like, this does not really make sense. I played five games. Who gives awards for five games? But then I remembered we have an old friend. We can we still have some fun enough. on the show. We have an old friend that we haven't <laughs> paid a visit to in a while. We're going to spin the wheel of Let's a thousand questions when we come back. That's coming up next. Jacob Reck, Tom Offerman on the Steelers Standard.